a comedy advice podcast. An advice podcast for deaf and, and friends. Make exaggerated statements not meant to be taken literally. What was that, Stefan? A uh, comedy advice podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to an episode of a comedy advice podcast in the morning with your host, Stefan Satani. Joining me today, very special guest all the way from Montana. He's living in Arizona now. Zach Allen. Ooh, for those first-time listeners, they were in a real shock when my real voice came out. Zach, welcome. Snaps, claps, and paps, smears. All for you. Welcome. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God. Appreciate you. I first heard about you, by the way, from an episode where I had Shan Spees as a guest, and she was telling me how you and I sound like the same person. And at first I was like, ooh, I don't know if we can ever be in the same place together. Because if we are speaking and people don't know who's whom, I don't know. My wife gets confused and she's because we kind of looked like each other, too. So I don't know. And I don't know if you have a significant other or a mom. Maybe like my your mom would think I'm you and give me sweet treats. I don't know. But I was worried. I you know, I I'm glad we can we can get together. We can we can spread the word of who's actually who. I, I do have a mom. I I don't have a significant other, so uh, I think I think she'd recognize me. I think she's pretty good at that sort of thing. She she's picked it up over the years. Moms know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think there's a scent that sons have that helps them pick it up. Even if somebody sounds like them, they've got that scent sense that allows them to be able to. Um, w- embrace their son in their arms and give them cookies and treats and sweets like a patissiere. So anyway, Zach, thrilled to have you. You're a comedian. You've been doing comedy for almost two years. Is that correct? Uh, Four years now. So I did two up in Montana and then uh, it's been about two down here now. Oh, yes. That's what I meant to say. Four years you've been doing comedy, but you've done comedy at quite a few places. And I've seen the Zach Allen face and name there so you've become quite a a growing person here and obviously we met at sydney's birthday party so mm. the, the creme de la creme as rose verdugo would say or at that place i i i never like just like the fact that you can smoke cigars in a bar down here that was i was so excited for that and itself just because we can't smoke in montana that's like the big thing like they have a law you can't smoke in any indoor place so Finding out that that was something we could do, uh, I was I was ready for it, and it was, it was a fun time. I had a great night. It was nice to meet you as well. You are the, one of the most nicest people. I don't know if that was grammatically correct, but <laughs> one of the nicest people I've ever met, and it was just an absolute treat to get to know you. And my wife, too, I, she remembers you. I remember when I was saying, oh, yeah, I've got one of the guys from Sydney's party, and she was like, oh, Zach, he's a great guy. And I said, okay, that's enough. I'm your husband. <laughs> but no, I, I, she was excited. I was excited. I also, speaking of Montana, I did want to do a little brushing up on Montana because I didn't know much about it. You're the first person mm-hmm. that I've ever met from Montana, which I don't know if there's a big population over there. Besides, No, not a, not a lot. No. The fact that you know one, that's, that's more than most people, I'd probably say. Okay. Okay, so I can tell all my family and friends that I know somebody from Montana. That's a bragging yeah. thing. I, it's, it's something to write home about. Oh, perfect. I will yeah. write home about it. Dear mother, and then she'll smell the card and she'll know it was from me, verified. But I did look <laughs> at the Montana 
tourism website and they had some fun facts. So I wanted to share some of the most exciting Montana facts with you. The origin of the name Montana comes from the Spanish word mountainous. Amazing. Did you know that? I well, yeah, that was like the first Spanish class. That was like the first word we learned. It's like how it's how the teacher gets you excited about like taking Spanish. Like they're like, hey, you know, you're from Montana. That comes from Spanish. Don't you want to learn more about that? And it's it's really it's their hook. It's their selling point. Oh man, Montana Spanish classes. I, I'm sure yeah. they're very thrilling, as well as Phoenix Spanish classes. It's also it, it's it's gravely disappointing to me that these majestic sounding names to us you just translate they're another language and once you translate them it's like mountains that's what your state is called mountains mm -hmm. or san diego is just saint diego just named after a dude my where i grew up in cottonwood it's part of the verde valley the green valley and so what I'm trying to say is life is very disappointing and you shouldn't hold up expectations. Meanwhile, I'm Zach and that just means guy who goes to frat parties for the most part. <laughs> that was the second learn I learned in Spanish class. So yeah. yes, <laughs> I love that. Okay, the, the next fact that I learned was the largest observed snowflake was observed in Montana and it fell in a storm in 1887 in Montana. It was measured at... Do you want to take a guess? Do you know this already? Did you learn this in Spanish class as well? Uh, no, actually. I, no BN on that. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> okay, so this one, this honker of a snowflake came in at 15 inches wide. Oh, geez. That's yeah. that's so big. And no snowflakes are alike. So that's it's never going to be the exact same diameter. Yeah, exactly. That's a honker, man. I mean, Jesus, you got no wonder there. You, nobody knows any people from Montana because they're probably dying from these <laughs> giant snowflakes that are falling upon them. I, I this is very scary for me. I wonder how heavy it was. That would, yeah, I, and also too, like the other snowflakes, like with it too. Like it, it's was it like a random snowflake? Like it just just that one snowflake, or were there like? tens of thousands of other snowflakes that were just like a little bit smaller oh my god that would be like a will smith independence day type movie instead of those giant <laughs> saucers it's just giant snowflakes circling down killing people one other question is who is standing out in a snowstorm waiting for a giant snowflake you know, there's not a lot to do. I'm assuming it was small town Montana. That was probably like the most exciting thing. Fair. And then that person, they, you know, they, they've probably been trying it for years, you know, just trying to compete. And I uh, imagine that was a big breakthrough in their life. That was probably the highlight of their life. It could be on their tombstone. Oh, my God. Loving Snowflake. Yes. I, oh, that that's true. I would put it on if I found the biggest grain of sand, because in Arizona, obviously, the terrain is a little bit different. But if I found it, I would put that on my tombstone. So fair, fair. Yeah. And that's on the tourism website of Montana. The, the, <laughs> the third, the famous fly fishing movie, A River Runs Through It, focuses on the Blackfoot River in Montana. But the most fishing footage was shot on Montana's Gallatin River. Mm-hmm. You knew that so one. that was that so that was uh it was shot outside of Bozeman 
and that's like the rival to Missoula, which is like the Missoula. That's like where the movie takes place. Uh, but it was shot in a different location. But I, I went to school in Missoula. Love the city. So I, you know, it's it, if you ever get the chance to go up there, that's the place I'd advocate for. Big fan of Missoula. Really? So I was yeah. going to ask if I was to go to Montana tomorrow and be like, Mr. Allen, can you give me some tips on where where I should go, what I should see? What since this has become a podcast about Montana, mm. what should I do? What should I see? What snowflakes should I watch out for? Yeah, uh, got to go to Missoula. It's the best okay. place. Uh, you know, Bozeman's pretty fun, and then you got Whitefish and Big Sky. They're two resort towns. They're they're very. They're, I don't know. Do you ski? I think I think we talked about that. Do you, do you ski? No, I do not because I tried okay. snow. I tried skiing in Italy, failed at it. And then I tried snowboarding in Arizona, failed at it. I just don't have mm. the balance. And I'm very scared. It just seems, I don't know. I'm a delicate little snowflake falling on some hard <laughs> packed, <laughs> packed snow. So it, but it, you're bigger than 15 inches though. So that's, you know, you may break the record. My wife disagrees with that statement, but, <laughs> but I, yes, I, um, it is hard. So Maybe I'll try it again, and then if I end up going, maybe I'll go to one of the resort cities. What were they called? And even Big Whitefish Sk and Big Sky. Even if you don't go there, it's still. I mean, there, there's all these like really random like touristy towns there, nice. and they're 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 a fun place to to be. Big Fork. Their their main street is Electric Avenue. Just seeing that, that's fun in itself. Nice. Uh, it's like right off Flathead Lake. That's awesome. I love. Man, I love how all the names are just like Montana, just like Mountain. It's like Big Sky, Whitefish, Flathead Lake. It's uh, it's wonderful. I was gonna yeah. ask too, how good of a skier are you? I so I started when I was really young. Okay, uh, it's probably like one or two years old, and uh, yeah, so it, it it's it's just natural for me at this point. I'm not as good as I used to be. Uh, just I don't go as often, but you know, and I, I took a gap there kind of like in high school, just, I was in sports. So it was tough to go, but, uh, I, I like skiing and it, I'm like decent enough at it that, you know, it's, it's a fun day for me if I can just go one of these times. I went for the first time this year over new Year's, So it's so good to get out. The way that you smiled after you said I started at one or two makes me believe because you're such a nice guy, I feel like you're not a bragger. And if I ever saw you ski, you'd be pretty close to Olympic level. You're probably <laughs> real good. I no, I, I I'm a I'm a goofy guy, and that just like everything I do. So like when I'm skiing, I you know I I can ski well, but then anytime I try to do something cool, I just it looks awful. It, it, I don't look good being cool, and skiing oh. is that's the, it's a very large like encompass of just who I am as a person. I can identify with that too well because everything I do is super goofy, including I wanted to be such a good dancer. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was living in Jersey, I would go out to dance samba with my Brazilian wife and we would go to Newark and it was all Brazilians and me, the gringo. And I'm also like you, very tall. So I'm there and I'm trying to dance and I even got the moves. I just look like a goofball doing it and mm -hmm. so it it's just so frustrating i don't have that finesse of a 
uh, a Brazilian samba dancer. But you know what? I'm owning it now, and I'm gahorshing my goof to the full extent, and that's just how it's going to be, and I feel like that's the best way to do it. You, It's tough. I, I tried fighting it there for a little bit. Like, I tried being, you know, like this guy that's not goofy, like the cool guy, and it's just, it doesn't work for me. I, you know, yeah. I ended up looking like a dumbass more than I did looking cool, so... Just Sick. accepting who I am. That's That's been so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. And I'm not going to talk anymore about me because this podcast is about you. And I wanted to ask, too, with the goofiness, and I know that you've been in comedy for four years. When you started to get into it, did you already go into that acceptance of being your true self? Or did you go into comedy and then you started to accept it? Which came first? So it was really just like I I started out being very dry, uh, you know, very monotone. My voice is pretty monotone as is. So, you know, I kind of just played to that. And then, uh, you know, it wasn't really until I moved down here that, you know, I started really like actually being goofy, started doing more movements. You know, I was pretty big in just standing one spot, uh-huh. moving around a little bit. But, you know, I never did anything with my arms or, you know, they pretty much just hung to my side. So, uh, you know, since moving down here, I, I've had a little bit more fun just being more, you know, more mobile. I still need to be a lot more mobile, but, you know, just playing to that goofiness. It's been, you know, just kind of figuring out that maybe that's I, I don't know what is funny about me, but, you know, at least that's me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's been fun to play to that. That's awesome. And I was going to ask, too. What is the comedy scene like in Montana versus did you say you went to school in Missoula, but did you grow up Mm. there? Did you grow up in a smaller town? No. So I grew up uh, in a smaller town outside of Billings. Uh, It's about 6,000. It's called Laurel. Uh, Big railroad, big refinery. What was uh, it called? Lonnie? Yeah, (laughs) that was that was the greatest day for everyone. Like I went to high school with I was on Twitter. I saw all of them talking about it. They're like, Laurel, like we finally got something. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, my God. So you went there. Then you went to to school in in Missoula. Oh, my God. So I I stopped. I I started out in Billings. Oh, Billings. Uh, Okay. I I went there for a year and then uh, transferred up to Missoula in between. But yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. And so when you got into comedy, you got into comedy while you were in Missoula. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, What's the yeah. scene like there? I, I really liked it. I mean, it's, you know, probably from like down here, it's more like a perspective of like, a uh, what is it like a, a hobbyist standpoint? Oh, okay. Uh, for the most part, you can only do it like once or twice a week. Uh, but you know, we, we, go to shows like our open mics would have like 50 to six people uh, like non-comics and you know just it was the only comedy that we had in town so you know just being able to start out that way it was it was pretty interesting because like I, I know a lot of people don't really have that experience where you know doing open mics you don't really get to test it out with an audience so uh, that's really it, cool it worked out pretty quickly so it was it was fun is that a challenge here in Phoenix? Because I haven't been to an open mic yet, so I don't really mm-hmm. know what they're like. Is it all comics or mostly comics? And so it's tough to kind of see what works and doesn't work. Yeah, I, it's it's been uh, it was tough at first. 
Mm -hmm. uh you know just kind of figuring out like what works because you know i think early on i started kind of catering to it yeah where you know it was open mic humor it was stuff that you know comics are going to find funny but probably not a normal person on the most part so do you mean uh, do you mean like darker shit or just stuff that's i mean not really like darker stuff just like stuff that's it's weird you know it's uh, okay it's just out there you know it's a little bit more niche where it's not going to appeal to a broad audience it's gonna it's gonna hit home with a small group of people but if I you're see. not in that group of person it's just not it's yep. not a good joke <laughs> <laughs> oh man and then what i was gonna ask do you do clean comedy not really i mean i it's a little bit cleaner it's not i don't talk about you know a lot of stuff that's probably on the cusp genitalia uh, oh that's a great metaphor for it yep yeah <laughs> i mean i i bring it up i you know it's not like i talk about it all the time but uh -huh. you know there's definitely some jokes in there that you know they're a little bit they're a little bit raunchier i don't think i'd want my grandma to see them Right. But right. I, I, I started off actually pretty raunchy. I mean, it was just because like in Missoula, you know, it was I was I was a younger guy. I was talking about kind of what I knew. So, yeah, uh, it was a little bit it was a little bit darker. But, you know, yeah. it, it's been a good adjustment moving down. <laughs> it, <laughs> it seems like from the comics that I've spoken to as well, it's just it seems like the darker slash the more crass and raunchy stuff comes out first where it's almost like you do this comedy cleanse and you get most of the dick jokes out and then you start to find your voice and sure that can still have the dick joke glitter on top of it but i think that it sometimes it can be cleaner or sometimes maybe not cleaner but just less stuff for shock value or mm. or things like that so it's interesting to to hear about that yeah like use more as like a punchline rather than just like the full subject and the full premise yeah yeah exactly yeah. exactly mm. bingo so how has it been with covid have you been out going to open mics or or have you been getting shows or have you been laying low what's been the deal over there so I've been I've been doing quite a bit actually just in the last couple months. Uh, you know I've been doing some shows, been doing some mics. You know I before COVID I was very adamant about doing every show, every mic I could. So I you know I was very much in that mentality. But now it's changed a little bit where I'm trying to kind of evaluate like what's the best way to do it. Because you know if I'm going to open mics all the time, it's I don't know if I'm really developing anything that's going to stick, you know, so it's, you know, a little bit trying to find that mix between what works best for me. Nice. I think that's important too, because I think there are, and I'm not saying there's a right or wrong way. I'm just saying, think about it because if for comedy or anything, really, you can spend and focus on going out and doing what you think is the best thing for you for getting better. And a lot in comedy, a lot of people say hit mics as much as you can. And I think mm -hmm. maybe in the beginning, especially getting comfortable with crowds and being able to find your voice and all that and experiment with material, I think it's important probably to get up there as much as you can. But then after a certain point, 
there's the writing aspect, there's the focusing on your past performances and past open mics and trying to really judge that up. And so Mm -hmm. I, I think that's very smart of you at, what are you, 20 years old, 21? 24. Oh my God, you're so young. (laughs) <laughs> ah, you're gonna be a star zach jeez that kind of came out john mulaney-ish i didn't mean for that wow you're gonna be a star zach jeez as one does yeah, yeah. 24 years old you're so fresh oh lord and so i think that's so smart of you at 24 especially to be able to be like you know what i'm gonna focus on what i think is gonna get me better and mm-hmm. that's great so the re the reason I'm like very big into that. So I played basketball a lot growing up. Uh, I ended up I started off I played in college uh, for a year, uh, but like with basketball, kind of long story short of it, I was very focused on being like the best post player I could be. You know, I spent a lot of time like working on things in the post, uh-huh. uh, which you know is great if you're gonna grow up to be like a massive human being. But unfortunately, I stopped growing, so it got to the point where I just wasn't good at like the things someone at my size needs to be good at. Uh, so it it it's kind of opened my eyes that maybe you know just because I think that this is the best thing to work on, I probably should work on other stuff. So that's it's been kind of an experience that it sticks with me a lot to this day. So. Oh, man. Well, that's really insightful and very on brand with this podcast, which is all about (laughs) advice, self-help and inspiration. So uh, while it's been a pleasure talking a little bit about with you, I want to jump into the advice portion of the podcast where we give some advice. And before we jump into the question, Zach, I like to center ourselves to be able to get jazzed for these questions by an inspirational quote. So I'd like to ask my guests if they have any inspirational quotes that help get them through their dark days or inspire them. And uh, not to put you on the spot, but do you have any inspirational quotes? No. Not really. No. Pass. Okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. You're the only guest ever out of my 212 episodes to say no. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, my thing keeps falling. So I've got one. Not, not to fear, because I have a quote. And it's not, it's by no one you would ever think of. It's not by, I can't think of anyone right now. Einstein, it's not by Gandhi, Martin Luther King, Jr. or Sr. It's by Inspirobot. And Inspirobot is a (laughs) robot that uses AI to take some of the wisest words known to man or woo-man, and then it just mashes them together for a very strange inspirational quote. I'm I'm excited for it. Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it doesn't. We'll try and decipher this one. This week, Inspirebot says, "You hunk." <laughs> is that actually what it says? That is actually what it says. It has a oh. picture of I think the Titanic. It's just a boat in black and white, and then it says, "You hunk." <laughs> so zach does that scream any wisdom to you what is what do you think Inspirebot's trying to say here i you know i don't know if i'm the person that Inspirebot needs to be telling that advice to i i don't know i i don't know if i fit the bill for an absolute hunk but i you know i'll take it it's a it's a boost of confidence i appreciate the ai 
you looking know, out for me. Uh, yes, I would say au contraire, mon frere, because <laughs> you hunk, you, Zach, are a hunk. And I feel like I've watched the Fab Five in Queer Eye all seasons because my wife made me sit down and we don't have another TV. But I ended up getting hooked because those five really are fab. They live up to their name because every single person. Oh, I thought I lost you for a second. Maybe. Every single person that they go up and they try and elevate, let's say, they say, oh, you're gorgeous. You're a great person. You're a good looking guy. You're this, you're that. And that really boosts their confidence. And I Mm. feel like. I am a hunk, you are a hunk, and we need that person in our life, that friend, instead of the friend that's like, oh, you're a dirtbag, dude, you goofy fuck. <laughs> you need somebody that's like, you're a hunk, bro. And so then you're like, I am a hunk. And you start to feel elevated and you feel better about yourself and you get motivated to do more shit. So in this instance, I'm feeling hunky and I'm feeling like Inspirebot nailed it. I, I, yeah, I, I, you inspired me. Now I feel like a hunk. I, wow. I, I don't know if this shirt's going to fit me. I'm about to burst through. (laughs) Oh, you hunk you. God, I haven't heard that word in so long either. Hunk. God, it just feels right. So now that us two hunks are are jazzed and excited, and inspired, I feel like we can move on to some questions. So this first question, it's from Reddit, and it's found by our fan, Sammy. Thank you, Sammy. It says, I got my license today, but I still want people to know that I'm not a totally experienced driver. I know all the rules of the road and how to be safe, but I'm still a little nervous. I just need experience and more confidence. Oh, you honk you. But if I get (laughs) honked at, I'm going to have anxiety. Before I got my license, I had student driver written on the back of my car to let people know to be patient. I'm no longer a student driver. LOL. What can I do now? I'd say, you know, just drive more. That's that's all you can do. You the more you drive, the more you get comfortable with it. I myself, I I was a horrible driver when I started out. Not that you know it's changed much right now. I'm still an awful driver, but I mean at least I don't feel as bad about it now. I've gotten good at saying sorry and just moving on with my day. But there, I was yeah. That's that's an awful time. Just <laughs> getting new behind the wheel, dude. I hate I hated driving for the first year or so and i started in a small town too so then trying Mm -hmm. to go to the big cities and driving there i was terrified but you're right man i think that if you just keep doing it you will a get better which didn't work for you or me b you will get better at you'll be more comfortable with people screaming at you or c you'll be such a bad driver that you will eventually crash and not be able to drive again. (laughs) So those are all leading you out of your uncomfortable state and paranoid and anxious state, I think. Yeah, I I can't agree more. That's that's perfect. Don't drink and drive though. Oh yes. Drinking can make you feel more comfortable in a lot of scenarios, but driving should not be one of them because that's where you get too cocky. You get too aggressive. You I'm I'm terrified down here cuz it's the zero tolerance state. 
So like anytime, you know, I, I cut it off, I'll have one. And then I'm like, I'm good. I'm going to Uber if I have a second normal second, I guess I'm a little on a little on the fence, but like anytime I go above that, I'm just terrified. I thought you were just going to keep going be like, but third, well, yeah. third's okay if it's a beer, <laughs> but fourth, definitely thinking about getting an Uber five, definitely not going to get an Uber. I'll just sleep there. No, but I, I agree with you. I am terrified of this <laughs> as well. So when I go out, I usually, I either just don't drink or I'll drink one or t- or two. <laughs> yeah. I'm or three. Yeah. Or, or three. Yeah. Party Steph. I'm a hunk. I got to act it. So yeah, <laughs> you just do that. So I could say we could screech to a halt here on the advice and also say, don't drive at all. What are you doing? If you're this scared right now, you're never going to make it out in the wild. So <laughs> maybe, and by, dude, in five years, I don't even know if we're going to have to drive. I think Elon Musk is going to push out his fleet of self-driving cars. He's going to make them super cheap and we're going to be able to buy them with Dogecoin. And then we'll be able to self-drive ourselves anywhere. So then we won't have to worry about drinking and we don't have to worry about angry people because Elon Musk is going to hold us gently in his tender and very intelligent hands. That that would be perfect. I, I'd be very on board with that. There, the one thing with like self-driving cars though, have you seen iRobot? This is a very niche reference. I wait, I was going to ask what that was the one with Will Smith, but the one with Will Smith that I saw was when he was alone with a dog and there were zombies. I am legend. Uh, See, he does too many movies with the same letter and it confuses me, but no, I didn't see iRobot. I did not. What happened? So they have, they have self-driving cars in that movie, but then they give the option to drive, you know, if, if you want to, if you feel more comfortable with it, because he doesn't trust robots at this point. So. Oh. He he starts driving the car. I, I I don't know why that came into my head, but self-driving, you know, it's it's a very it's it's a great look into the future. iRobot. Interesting. A harbinger for what's to come. And I think <laughs> I think what is also it's true to your point is one person could just do one faulty line of code and that could program all cars to just drive into a wall. So don't ever trust robots is what we're trying to say ever. That's, that's great advice. I, 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 you, you must run this podcast. (laughs) So adept to it. And unless maybe you could give alcohol to your car. So that way your car could get drunk, feel comfortable, but just one, because there's a zero tolerance policy here. (laughs) I don't know how it's going to work anyway. So I think we gave any other advice here, Zach, before we move on? No, I think, I think, I think we got it. I think that's it's perfect. Nailed it. Good luck. Student drive. Well, graduated driver. Next segment. It's called positive spin. Now this is a scenario. Now this segment, it's actually, it's supposed to help us because what happens when a bad thing happens to you, Zach, you immediately think, Oh, 
shit, something bad happened to me and I, all these bad things are going to happen and I'm not going to be able to overcome this and blah, 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 wham, 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 wham. Sorry, not specifically you, Zach. I feel like. but <laughs> no, me you, too. You nail on the head with that one. <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, me too. I'm like, oh, I'm not a hunk. I can't handle this. And oh my God, <laughs> another term paper. So what positive spin is meant for is for us to be able to train our minds to think more positively so that the next time we're confronted with something bad that happens, we start to think plus thoughts instead of minus thoughts. So I've got a scenario here for you, Zach, and you're going to have to think of the positives here. Are you ready? I'm, I'm hyped. All right. So in this scenario, there are self-driving cars everywhere and they've turned on us. No, that's not the scenario. The scenario <laughs> is you're camping by yourself. You've ended up, you, you're like, you know what? I want to go to Yellowstone National Park. You go there and then you end up losing all your supplies. I don't know if bears got to them. They smelled a little cookie. And then they went for it and they just grabbed the whole tent and thought, you know what? This is way better than just sitting out in the woods, but you're, you're done. So you're in the middle of Yellowstone and you've got nothing. What are you going to do? Positive. What's the positive? You could take a hike. You get to enjoy the rest of the day. You get to see a part of Yellowstone you've never seen before as you exit the woods. Oh, so you're going to, you're going to survive in this. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to survive, but I like to think so. Wow. I see. That's the beautiful thing about Zach Allen, ladies and gentlemen, because <laughs> I would be like, I'm going to die and spend the rest of my life being like, oh my God, I'm dead. I'm going to die and then get mangled by a bear. But Zach Allen, even if he's going to die, he's like, I'm going to at least get a good hike out of the rest of this Allen life. And then... <laughs> then you die or you live who knows but that positive attitude i feel like is so crucial because that last day or so is is going to be spent with joy and i appreciate I th that i i don't know if that would be my mentality if i was in that situation i i, I can 100 i have anxiety i would be anxious in that scenario but maybe you know maybe i, I like to think i'd be excited about the hike yeah and, and I like to think about it, too, because you're a hunk, Zach, and hunks get excited <laughs> about hikes. Hunk hikes. Maybe that could be a business. I don't know. Going in nature with hunks for bachelorette parties. I I, I, I'd buy it. I'd... I would. Yes, I'd buy. I'd sell it, too. Maybe we could start it up. We could, you know, you, you look like a better looking version of Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> I look like Thor's chubby brother not loki uh i don't even know I, if he exists i take the chubby out of it i think he's just oh. his brother i think oh zach allen gee you this oh my god i'm blushing now well we're gonna move on to the last <laughs> question this is from red is found by our fan chris and he says how do i 20 year old female get my 15 year old brother to stop shoplifting my mom, oh, she's from the UK, I think, won't tell him off or punish him because it won't stop him. My dad wants nothing to do with it. I said it's not cool, and he got angry and said he doesn't think it's cool. So I asked why he does it, and he said, because I want to. I've tried talking to him and convincing him to stop. He gets money and spends it all and still steals. He does it with all his friends. I don't want him to hate me, but our parents aren't doing anything about it, so I have to. I don't want him to get in trouble or serious trouble. Please help. 
Is that the UK? Do they have do they have strict stealing laws, or are they just like a slap on the wrist over there? I think it's a slap on the wrist. I don't know though. I think it's an I think it's the eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth country. So they will cut off your hand in the UK. It's like that's that that definitely changes my answer. I <laughs> if it was a slap on the wrist, I'd be like, ah, just let him have it. But <laughs> yeah, he's just a cheeky bugger. Just let him have yeah. it. <laughs> I I think that no, I I don't know what the laws are, but I'm sure they're not grave like some of the like what is it dubai i think dubai they'll actually chop yeah. off the old mono as they said in my spanish class but <laughs> i i think just let him do it i agree with you zach because you can't stop you just can't stop him you've tried to stop him unless you fight fire with fire and steal what he steals and give it back robin hood did that and he was a hero he got books written about him but if she returned, well, she returns it with the receipt, and then, oh, I guess he wouldn't have a receipt. Never mind, bad idea. Abort, abort, abort. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, maybe I don't know. Or just steal it for yourself, and then you yeah. got it, and then just yeah. go by the finder's keepers rule, and then he's gonna realize that everything he steals, you can steal better. And you can steal everything better than him. And so he'll just give up because he's like, I don't get it anyway. Yeah. Unless he does it for the thrill. I I feel like that's that's gotta be the if he doesn't think it's cool, he's gotta he's gotta think it's thrilling. So maybe pitch him a different thrilling activity. Fuck. I love that. Be like, bro, have you ever been to Yellowstone without any equipment? <laughs> It's a thrill. Um, but no, that's a great idea. What do you do for your kicks? How do you get the adrenaline pumping, Zach, inside that hunky body? I should stop calling you up. It's, it's <laughs> I, I don't mind it. I, I'm gonna. I'm on board with it. Thank you. Thank you for making this not weird because I'm definitely pushing <laughs> it in that direction. Um, so what do, you, what do you do to get your, your adrenaline pumping? So I stand up actually like that. That's really got a lot of my adrenaline and like improv too. I started doing improv uh, like a year ago and that's, I mean, just doing that alone. Like I feel so much more hype than I did like doing a lot of other things. So that's been like a big pull for adrenaline. But outside of that, I'm not a big, I used to be a big, bigger adrenaline junkie, but then, you know, I, I've kind of, I've mellowed out a little bit. I don't do a little lot to bring that up. I'm pretty safe. I, you know, golf gets me excited. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a badass in that sense. Dude, I am jealous though, because I am horrible at all sports, except for swimming. I'm a good swimmer, which if you want to count that as a sport, but, uh, golf, I feel like is this, it's like the, I don't know badass dude i'll I'll say it i feel like it's badass (laughs) if you're able to get the technique down to get a killer swing and if you don't hit it in the sand pit because if we i feel like there it's a thing that a lot of people do socially and i cannot i i'm out dude i can't even swing a golf club right so you you'd fit in with me 
you'd, you'd be perfect. I... <laughs> so inclusive, Zach Allen. I love this. You, you should start a podcast. I think I feel like you'd be way better at it than I would. Just so inclusive, so complimentary, so uplifting. I I thought about it. I just don't know what to do. I you know I always think about like the the idea. I have a couple ideas I want to do, but you know we'll 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 see where they kind of go. But well, it's- if you ever need any help, let me know, and I'd be happy to get you started, get you up and running to get the uh, the old Allen machine cranking and get a podcast up because you've would- got the spirit you've got the voice obviously since we sound like twins <laughs> and you've got the charm so i feel like those three ingredients mwah, a top charting podcast right there i i appreciate it Steph. bless you thank you thank you all right well any other advice for this klepto sibling let him lose a couple fingers <laughs> So, yes, I agree with that. Cut off his fingers so he can't do it. Just take the law into your own hands. He's just going to be hanging loose the rest of his life. (laughs) And if somebody sees him stealing like this with (laughs) pinky to thumb, they're just going to feel sorry for him. So he's going to lose the thrill and then it'll be done. Yeah. I love it. That's beautiful. All right. We've reached the end of the podcast. Oh, no. But, oh, yes, because it was a good one. And you were such a good guest. So thank you, first off, Zach, for joining Oh, bless you. I appreciate you having me. Oh, dude, it was such a treat. And I wanted to say, what? where can people find you? What have you got to plug? Do you have any shows going on? Let her rip. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Twitter, everything. is Zach from Montana. Uh, Z-A-C from Montana. Very, very on brand. So, uh, yeah, as far as shows, I, I don't have anything coming up here soon, but... Uh, you know, I'll be I'll be around town. I, I do a lot of stuff out at Improv Mania, uh, out in Chandler, quite a bit. It's a great club. So, nice. if you're ever out there, nice. Where, by the way, where are you located? Are you in Chandler? Or are you in Phoenix? Or I'm in Scottsdale. Oh, sh- okay. Wow, yeah. chic AF, mon frere. I live with my parents. It's not. Oh, <laughs> still pretty cool. I mean, Scottsdale. No um nice nice yeah well maybe i'll have to have you over for, for you're definitely gonna have to come into the studio sometime but i mean if you'll still accept the invitation because i was such a douche and and was super late but um it was such a pleasure to have you all that's going to be in the show notes and um uh, if you want to stay on for 30 seconds or a little bit after we end the show you're more than welcome to but i'm gonna yeah. say goodbye to our audience audience always a treat you guys are so amazing you're such good listeners especially if you've gotten to this point so i just wanted to say merci gracias and um ephoristo greek so thank you we'll talk to you later bye-bye and that is the end thank you guys so much for listening thank you for supporting Zach, I know you will. You may not have done it yet, but I'm thanking you in advance for following him, showing him some love, seeing him live, giving him a hug. I don't know. It's turning into a musical. But before I end the notes, please also follow me because, you know, I need the love at a comedy advice podcast on Instagram. Subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and, uh, you know, say hi. Give me a hug too. Please give me a hug. Love you guys so much. I can't express it enough, so I'll try and do it with a sound.
Hope that expressed it. Have a great day. Oh, I should say that more often. Have a great day.